Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 562, recorded live on June 23rd, 2018. And here are your hosts, the man who I don't think has actually had any computer troubles recently, Dave Pillay. Um, nothing major. And the man who I think has figured out why his laptop was having so many troubles, Andy Lapai. Yeah? Yeah, the, uh... Fan for the uh, graphics card here um, uh, was completely clogged full of dust. Oops. So much so that it honestly was not spinning. Oops. And right next to the um, graphics card is the Ethernet jack for this laptop. Mm hmm. And so, you know, we had that issue with the uh, the squirrel chewing on the cable lines and we fixed that, but then it was still having drop issues every once in a while. Yeah. My guess was because the graphics card was starting to overheat and causing issues with the network card right next to it. That is a possibility. So you cleaned it out. Yes. And now we'll see if that improves. Yes. The other fun fact is right now half my keyboard on the laptop does not work. What? The half of the keyboard that the graphics card is sitting underneath yeah. does not work on my because laptop. Because the, the graphics card kept overheating? I'm guessing. And so, yeah, I can't type in certain keys. So when I actually took it into work to try and, you know, look at it, I tried to sign in. You couldn't? No, because a large chunk of my password... <laughs> Is on half the keyboard? Is on the half the keyboard. That was not working, so I had to hunt down another <laughs> external keyboard again. And like I do or here at home. Or use the, the mouse-based keyboard. Hmm? Don't forget, all, all Windows machines have the have accessibility. The keyboard, yeah. 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 Um, oh, yeah, I could have done that as well. Yep. Yeah, I have to, I told you, I have to do that with one of our uh, computers at an AM transmitter site, right? Uh, I think you've mentioned it. Yeah, we have 10 kilowatts of AM RF interference coming in via the keyboard and the mouse. Mm-hmm. So if I try and use the keyboard sometimes it just starts to really freak out and just you know start <laughs> typing things like on its own random things yeah. that's awesome and by awesome i mean terrible and, and awful but also yeah. awesome yeah so i uh yeah i have to use the on-screen keyboard for that one there <laughs> okay oh man sorry to hear that well i'm glad you know actually to figure out what the problem was so i'm sitting like oh man this is starting to happen more and more often and well hopefully that's actually what the problem was right yeah it was happening more and more often because it just heat heat cycles are killer for electronics Correct. But it seems to be shelf-stable right now. <laughs> knock, <laughs> knock on wood desk. You do have, oh, okay, good, you have a wooden desk. Yes. I, man, that, that is such a weird superstition. I have people I know keep a block of wood in their office, like just a little teeny block of wood, just so that they have something to knock on. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Knocking on wood. There's a Wikipedia article for this. Really? I mean, of course there is, but really? What is knocking on wood supposed to do? Like drive away gremlins or something? The original custom may be in German folklore, but then there's also similar traditions all over the place. What the hell? For it to come up in so many places? Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So many places is the Middle East... Central Europe and evidently like Indonesia and Malaysia. So not exactly everywhere. It's not no. like the Aztecs had this and so now everyone in South America has it. Well, in Latin America, it's also tradition to physically knock a wooden object. The variant requires that the object does not have legs, which rules out chairs, tables, and beds. The United States men used to knock on the wood stock of their muzzle loading rifles to settle the black powder and ensure the weapon would fire correctly. Sure. I, yeah, yeah, you know what? Go to the top of this, this article. First thing it says, this article needs verification. There's nothing on any of this. Mental Floss has an article of why do we knock on wood. Yeah, it looks like the, some stuff on, it's a much more laid back version of the ruckus that pagan Europeans raised to chase away evil spirits from their homes and trees. Hmm. So anyway... Glad that you figured out what was wrong with your machine, yes. or at least hope we figured out what was wrong with your machine. So now, hopefully, things will be smoother sailing with this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, laptops, man, are still around. <laughs> I don't know how much longer they will be, though. I'm sorry, but tablets do not seem to be taking off. 
I'm looking at the... Oh, they don't have a good sales list. Mm-hmm. Telegraph in the UK says that ta- tablet sales back in January fell for the third successive year as the PC market stabilizes. So, I mean, they're they're around. They're going to yes. be around for for some time. I, yeah, I don't know. Hi, every Andy, time I've so seen every time else? I've seen somebody with a tablet, basically, yeah. they've got they have a keyboard and a mouse. They have a keyboard and a mouse with it. Yep. And it's like, no, wait a second. You just got basically yourself a MacBook Air. Yes and no. I mean, so like, there's differences. What really? I want to know is, yeah, I mean, there's definitely differences between a tablet and a, a MacBook Air or a Chromebook. The key difference I see between a laptop and a tablet, the laptop, you have to have a keyboard and mouse. Yes, but I have not seen them use their tablets without a keyboard and mouse. But they have the option. Yes, but... (laughs) They don't use it, but they have the option. Yes. Now, I could see them on the plane, you know, just bringing it out in tablet mode to just, you know, watch something. Yep. Yes, the keyboard and mouse would be optional, but that, you know... But with a laptop, you it is always there. Like, that's yes. not an option. You, unless, you, can't, you cannot get away from it. Unless you have a, um, a a Chromebook that, like, flips all the way open, like the Yogas, in which case you got, it's just in, a really in, thick tablet. In that tablet. case, you turn your laptop into a tablet? Yeah. But then where is the distinction? Andy, is I your son wearing know. superhero shirts? What? Is your son wearing a superhero shirt? Why, yes, my son is wearing a superhero shirt. You very uh, creepily... Did Kate send you a picture or what? She sent me a picture, okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, like, I, can, I can tell just from the sound of the rattle, the thing he's shaking. Uh, I, I can, I'm picturing it. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. So he's wearing shorts. Uh, by the rustle of the fabric, I'm going to go with their black and that he's staring at you from the grate. <laughs> You're just making too much of a ruckus, aren't you? He is. That's all right, though. He's cute enough. Yeah. Somebody had a nice long nap this morning. Let me get an episode into Luke Cage season two. Cool. Who's the villain in that? I don't even know who Luke Cage's villains are. Um. Well, Mariah is still around from season one. Okay. I haven't watched season one. I watched oh. like the first episode. And then there's like, like wow, some... this is really cool. Wait, I have other things I need to get done. And then wait, there's Factorio. And then wait, there's British Bake Off. And then wait, there's Voltron seasons three, four, five, and six. Wait, wait, wait. In the middle of there, you said the British Bake Off? Yeah. Oh That's my God. like, I'm sitting there going like, oh, what are you reading? Oh, you know, I'm reading the next Iron Man comic. So this is, uh, and then, you know, the neurological, you know, study of the great white, you know, mongoose yeah. rat. And then, you know, by the way, I'm also, you know, reading. The great white mongoose rat? Yes, I don't know. But it's like, you know, that one of these things is not like not the other. Not like the other, yeah. Have you watched the British Baking Show? No, no, I have not. Oh my God, Andy, it's so good. It's so, like... It's reality TV. It's it's a cooking competition, whatever. You know, it's staged. There's all this stuff. But it's it is British reality TV, which is very different than American reality TV. Right. Like it's not engineered for drama. It's it is still engineered, but it's not engineered for drama. Uh, And it's it's 12 amateur bakers. So like these are non-professional bakers. And they are given three things to bake every week. Every week has a theme. Uh, and so then they get to do a bake where there's some some loose restrictions on it, like bake uh, a pastry with this. Not, not necessarily an ingredient, but like bake this kind of pastry. It must be uh, – you must make 12 of them. They have to be the same size uh, and at least two different flavors. Go. And then they get some amount of time to do that. Uh, the second round each week is a a challenge where they are given a mostly complete recipe, but they don't know what it is beforehand, so they have no way to practice it. They're just like, here is this dish that I, the judge, made and make, and this is my recipe for it. Um, but the recipe is like, make whipped cream, beat eggs. Doesn't say like, beat egg whites to stiff peak or to medium peak or whatever. It's just like, Whip the egg whites. You figure out how much they need to be based on the descriptions we've given you. You figure out how long and how hot it should be in the oven. And then the third is called the showstopper. 
where they are supposed to just come up with this incredibly complex and advanced and and big and and still delicious food. And it's just so good because, like, they're British. So it's all like the culture is different. You see them helping each other, like lift things out of out of the oven or, or turn things over or uh, like they're all very nice and polite to each other. And if it were an American TV show, you know, they'd be like throwing things in each other's recipes. It's worth it. It's absolutely worth watching. It is just so good. And you get so attached to the characters by the end. I told you about Nailed It, right? No, but I did see an, uh, a little like thumbnail for it. Maybe you did tell me. It's it's like the the subreddit for Nailed It, right? Like it's the Etsy thing. Yeah, there's only like six or eight episodes of it, but it's it's pretty funny. I'll have to check that out if you're in that whole baking theme. Yeah. Well, so for for now, like we're we're in the British Bake Off. What is, is it? It's not the British Bake Off. It's the Great British Baking Show. Yeah. It's so good. It's so so good, and the hosts do a great job, and the judges. It's two judges who are like, I I guess very famous i don't know so it's mary berry who is a british food writer and paul hollywood who is a celebrity chef well, I, i'll add it to my list but <laughs> i also ain't got time for that it's so good i mean i still have to catch up on arrow and flash and legends of tomorrow because all three of those are now on netflix oh uh, the new season yeah and then I'd have probably guess I have to catch up on Supergirl as well because they have that giant four part so, crossover here's, episodes. Here's the thing with that. I, I actually feel like they do a really good job with um, treating it like a comic in the sense that when I sit and watch um, Flash, mm-hmm. that's that's the only one I pay attention to because I don't care about Arrow or Legends of Tomorrow or Supergirl. Like even when there are crossover episodes, I, it it doesn't really matter what happens in the other shows, with the exception of when the resolution of the thing is in the other show. That's that that annoys me because then I'm like, but I don't want to go watch that other show. But yeah, I got to I got to watch those, too. So we're finishing Vol- uh, Voltron the next season that just came out. And then we got to start Flash, uh, Seven Deadly Sins. It's just so many good shows on Netflix. Ah, oh, I wish they paid us to say this. <laughs> or at least gave us a discount on our subscriptions. Well, technically, I could get mine for free if I change my cell phone plan. Oh, okay. Yeah, T-Mobile's got something with that thing there, and I just... Hey, that sounds like a potential topic. Is it? I don't know. Dude. What did you add? Uh, I, I didn't add anything, but I know that T-Mobile and Sprint were were still pushing forward on their merger. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, especially well, especially the- um, after the AT&T Time Warner deal passed oh. without a single spe- um, requirement from the federal judge. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, as we've said, it is something that, that scares the crap out of us as consumers, and we have no way of knowing what's going to happen. Uh, we don't know uh, they they are not competitors, right? Yeah. AT&T and Time Warner are not competitors, which means that their merger does not reduce the playing field. It's like if um, Verizon decided to buy McDonald's. But the, the key difference... Okay, so it's almost like if Verizon decided to buy McDonald's because the key difference is AT&T is a distributor for Time Warner's content. Yes. So let me see if I can come up with a better analogy than Verizon buying McDonald's. Um, it would be like McDonald's buying all of the, not all, buying a large section of the beef farms in America. Oh yeah, no, that would actually work. Does that, does that fit the analogy? Yeah, that would, because, you know, the beef farmers are not going to sell just to McDonald's. They could. Well, but but if McDonald's owned them, it could make them. Yeah. Right. It could say like, you don't get to sell your beef because we own you. We already own this beef, but they could choose to sell that beef and say, hey, you can purchase our beef, but our beef is special because we bought here. It's it's even better. It's, they buy all of the beef cattle in California, right? It's a very special like a California beef tastes different than other kinds of beef. Texan beef tastes different. Right? It's it's things about the region. It's things about the the food the and the quality of life. Yep. So they could just buy all California beef. 
And then if other places wanted California beef, they have to buy it from McDonald's. McDonald's can just ship it wherever they want to any of their stores. I think that's probably the closest, like, analogy we're going to get, the most relatable thing. AT&T is merging with Time Warner. They are purchasing Time Warner. Time Warner creates content. If anyone else wants that content, they have to get AT&T to say okay. Yep. AT&T could cut that content off, could charge more for it. And the thing is, like, we are never going to know. No, because the the contracts are all just going to be behind closed doors. I mean, I guess Comcast could say out and say, like, hey, AT&T has this content and they're not letting us have it. But then, I mean, oh, darn, that's, yeah, AT&T has this content. They're not letting you have it. That's, that's a thing. I don't have to sell you my product. But the, the getting back, we weren't talking about AT&T and Time Warner. We were talking about AT&T and T-Mobile, or T-Mobile and Sprint. There we go. Yes. Um, and where are they... Uh, well, on Tuesday, they it. filed yeah. a uh, the public interest statement with the FCC. Okay. Um, so other step on the way. Yeah, it's basically their reasons to the FCC of why they, the FCC should approve the merger. Okay. And they've also basically talked about how the um, ownership is going to be, which uh, Deutsche Telekom is going to own 41.7%, SoftBank's going to own 27.4%, and then uh-huh. the rest of it, 30.9% is going to be public stock. Okay. So if you have public stock in either company, is that just going to convert? Uh, I'd have to dig into the thing, and I kind of don't want to because it's Cause, a lot of pages. Because I, I have Sprint stock. Yes. And I, I know that Sprint stock is at one price and T-Mobile stock is at a very different price. So I'm, I'm very, very curious as to what's going to happen to my stock that's at 550 versus T-Mobile's stock that is $60.79. Yeah, I was actually listening to one of my podcasts recently, and they had somebody in here, you know, arguing for and against the uh, Sprint and T-Mobile merger. And the guy mm-hmm. who was against it the entire time kept on saying, you're going to go from four companies down to three companies, and that's never been approved. Four down, you know, it's less competition yeah. is never going to get approved. I'm sitting there thinking yeah. like, you know, Yes, no. but this is this <laughs> that, is number three and number four combining together to become number, number three. three. Right. It and and that's their argument. And I'm not sure which one's right. Like I agree with this guy. Like the fewer companies out there, the worse we are, as a general rule. But T-Mobile and Sprint's argument, which has some validity, is that there aren't four going down to three. There are two, and there will continue to be two. Yes. But there might be three. I mean, it's it's like if U.S. Cellular and, I don't know, Cricket decided to merge, would anyone be out there saying, oh, that's reducing the, the amount of, com- of competition? Oh, that's out there. Uh, we, we have fewer choices now. I'm like the five people who had the choice of cricket. That's that's what that's what you're complaining well, they, about. Okay, like, another similar line to that would be like, um, oh, what was the 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 CW decided to merge with? I'm trying to think of who else would be another not one not NBC not CBS. Well, but CW is owned by Warner Brothers, isn't it? I'm just trying to think of, if somebody who's not ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. Uh Viacom. <laughs> Well, no, CW's over the air, but they're, I think they're owned by CBS. Yeah, they're like, Andy, if you're looking at TV, everyone is owned by one of those. If they're not owned by one of those, they're owned by Viacom. If you're looking for an analogy, which seems to be the theme of the episode, uh, you're going to need to step back from this. I'm trying to think of one, and I'm having trouble... Because it has to be a national... Oh, Ion Television. There we go. Yeah? If Ion Television and the CW decided to merge... I don't think anybody... I mean, but that that would, like, merge as in merging into one channel? I'm not sure. Just merging for the sake of merging isn't going to do anything for them, right? Yes, but, you know, nobody would really have a... a, You know, yes, people could have an argument that, you know, there's going to be less... Because, you know, if the CW and I on television merge, the markets where both of them are in there, there's just going to be one channel rather than two. Don't know if I like your analogy. It doesn't it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel right. 
uh, partly because consumers don't purchase from the CW, right? Like TV channel ownership is just whatever. People own whatever they own. You don't purchase their product. Technically, I could argue that you do by, you know, spending time in front of their advertisers. You are not purchasing their product. They are essentially purchasing your time or they're selling your time. Um, you purchase your, your TV package, right? Uh, I mean, I, I get where you're, I get where you're coming from. I, I, I want to say that like the analogy isn't a bad analogy. I just don't know if it's, if it's what I would want as a way to explain Sprint and T-Mobile, but I think we both understand and, and hopefully the listener understands or listeners, listeners, I'm not speaking to the person listening at the moment, but the listeners in general understand, uh, where we're coming from on this, that like, it, it feels weird when you're talking about anti-competition and monopoly that like maybe there is a good time for two companies to merge that like maybe it can be better for the consumer. I don't know. Aaron, help us out. <laughs> you know what I just had in my head that, that uh, um, the the hundred uh, duck size horses sort of thing there. And somehow I'm like, well, if you just, you know, make the, the, the horses bigger, they're not duck sized. And, you know, they're actual horse size. It's I don't I, know where I was going with that. I just had I got nothing. In my That's head. OK. Wow. Hey, did we uh, did we talk about the, the Triple Crown two weeks ago? Yes. Yes, we did. OK, good. That's right. Because I talked about the building. Yes. Your, your comment about horses and duck sized horses. I'm like horses 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 what it's a line from a movie what movie sleepless in seattle okay so do you want to talk about another topic that's not actually on the list world cup the united states is not in the world cup correct so (laughs) so so we don't talk about it i have no idea what's going on with it like u.s isn't in there it's not happening we don't care I mean, like, it is happening. I, I don't know much about it other than it's happening. Round of 16 doesn't start until next week. So right now it's just that weird scrum with all the groups and everything. Do you have a, a favorite country? Well, I got to cheer for Sweden. They are in Group F. Yep, with Mexico and Germany and South Korea. And they have won one game. Mm-hmm. They're playing Germany, <laughs> I think, basically, like, right now. Uh, Sweden and Germany live. Yep. Yep. They are currently playing Germany. Yeah, I'm looking at the standings and I'm like, boom. <laughs> okay. So no. Like th- some people, whatever the hell MP means. Is that match points? Oh no, uh, points MP are on the points played. are on the right side. Matches played. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. That's right. that's my guess. <laughs> I'd I'd love for the website Google uh, so that like if I hover over it, it says what it is. Yes. Right. Like some of us are not. So, so I'm I, I think I've worked it out, though. Matches played wins, draws, losses, goals for goals against no clue. Goal differential. Ah, nice. Well done. And then points and then points. <laughs> but not like points like your goals. No, because that's points goals is in, like game points. Yes. Because when you win a game, you get two points or three, no, three points, points, I guess. Uh, if you draw, you only get one. And if you lose, you get zero. Yes. And it's not a zero sum. If you lose, you should actually like lose a point. You should get negative one point. Well, what I need you to do <laughs> <laughs> is contact the FIFA organization. Yes. And make sure you have a nice big chunk of money because, you know, it's FIFA. Yeah. I mean, if, if I had enough money, I could just make the change. Wow. This guy in Portugal scored four goals. Good for him. Okay, you had a, you had another topic you wanted to talk about. Yeah, well, uh, that whole Disney, Comcast, Fox. Yeah, that Disney tried to buy Fox, and then Comcast came in and said, "No, no, we want this." And then Disney after like, this, no. Was, no, so Disney Disney was going to try and buy Twenty First Century Fox. Yeah, and, and then the AT and T Time Warner merger came through with literally zero, you know, extra requirements. Requirements. And then as soon as that happened, Comcast came in and tried to outbid Disney for 20th Century Fox. Because like, oh man, AT&T is buying something. We want to buy something too. And then Disney's like, no, go away. Yeah. So yeah, Disney first bid with $51 billion. Comcast came out and said, we'll do it for $60 billion. But then Disney's like, no, 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 $71 billion. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Which means... Which means Disney was willing to pay that amount in the first place. Like, Fox was underselling themselves. They could have gotten well, more money. Well, the first bid was $51 billion in stock options. Yep. And the Comcast bid was $60 billion in cash. Jeez. Which, that's... 
Really, Comcast had sixty billion in cash. Just yeah, Andy, come on. I know. What Comcast right? needs like, to do is just see about loaning some of that cash out with just a very small <laughs> percentage. So, yes, I'd like to borrow some cash, Comcast. I don't think you know if I borrow a hundred thousand dollars, you're going to notice it from missing from the sixty billion you have lying around. I'm I'm pretty sure Comcast is not regulated as a financial institution. Which is to say, they can't loan money. <laughs> but yeah, so the $71 billion is a 50-50 split between cash and stocks options. I'd say if they have that much money, they should be paying their employees better. Or investing in infrastructure. Or developing new technology. Not screwing over the consumer so that they can line their pockets. That would be nice, wouldn't it? But then, I live in a fantasy world where companies have a moral obligation to the the people as opposed to their executives what? or their investors but i would say like i'd argue that making the company better for society does benefit the investors dave i'm also uh surprised oh that you did not what? bring up the pokemon go topic well i i haven't brought it up yet <laughs> Were you planning on? I added it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> like, how come you haven't talked about Pokemon Go? Like, because we haven't gotten there yet. Sorry, I didn't. I That was after the last time I refreshed. It, it's there. Like, it exists. Sorry, my bad. I thought you had tried. You didn't notice it. You You thought that I hadn't, like, put things on here? I added several topics. I see that now. So, yes, Pokemon Go updated come a long way in two years um it's it, it's 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 much closer to pokemon again like it got even closer because now there is trading in the system special trade could cost a million stardust yes now my question to you andy yes is that a big number i'm <laughs> going right. to say you you have no yes. idea do you like, you just don't know whether or not that is a large number or not. It is. It, it For reference, it is a large number. One million Stardust is a lot of Stardust. Uh, I do not have one. I have 580,000 Stardust right now because I've been using a lot of it. Um, but I, I know people who have been playing a lot of Pokemon Go and are at, like, four million Stardust. And that's it. Now, it's a million Stardust. And that is that is I'm I'm actually really impressed with how Niantic handled this. Because I've been saying for years, literally years now, like two years, that they can't. They cannot open trading because people with uh, spoofing GPS would be able to just, like, clean up, right? Like, oh man, I've got, like, 200 of these really rare regional locked Pokemon because I can just hop around the world whenever I want. And then once trading is open... In fact, I wonder now, if you go to eBay and search Pokemon Go, do they have trades on eBay? Uh, people are selling Mewtwo's. Here's a Pokemon Go account for $650. Wow. Although I'd say the eight listings for the same picture make me a little suspicious. So anyway, I, I was very worried that they'd be opening to this this gray market for pokemon right because you Mm -hmm. contact someone and say yeah i'll sell you for for 80 bucks i'll sell you a uh, moltres 100 percent iv moltres and people would be like okay i'll pay for that so the way they've handled this first off as you become closer friends the cost goes down but friendship takes time so to be friends with someone you exchange their code, and then you can send each other gifts. And when you send gifts, you raise your friend level. Uh, if you battle together in a gym, you raise your friend level. If you raid together, you raise your... So by doing things together, you, you become closer friends. To become best friends, which is the fourth tier of friendship, 90 days. That's how long it takes. So people are not going to just, like, go out and be friends, right? Like, you, it, that takes a lot of work. 90 days is not simple. It is not fast. So the cost is obscenely high to trade rare things at the beginning. As you become better friends, which takes time, but will just naturally happen with the people that you play with, that cost goes down. 
The other thing they did, which I'm really, really impressed with, and for some reason I didn't think of, when you trade the Pokemon, it re-rolls their IVs. So what had been a 100% uh, Pokemon may only be a 70% after a trade, but it can also oh. work the other direction. And the the better friends you are, the more likely it is to be a higher value. So that's what they've done. Hmm. I'm really impressed with it, actually. I think they did I, a great job. Have um, you been outside walking around lately? <clears throat> yes, okay. I, I have. Uh, I mean, I, I play the game. Um, the The one thing that I can tell you, though, when they did their beta testing, their internal testing... I'm pretty sure they only did it with, like, 20 friends. So there's a limit to the number of friends you can have. You can have 200 friends, okay? The list of friends is unordered. Oh, jeez. Not only is it unordered, I'm pretty sure the order changes. And there's no fast way to search for a friend. And all you see is their name, but it's their in-game name. So, like, if I don't know who... Uh, snoring shelter is in real life or unhappy kittens. I have no way of of taking what I have in the game and saying, "Oh, this is this person." Or like, I have a, a, a right now. I have a list of of features to request for this. Like, I would like to be able to filter my friends list. I would like to be able to tag my friends list. I would like to be able to mark people as like, I. this is a raiding buddy. Like, this is someone that I usually raid with, or this is a friend, or I'm friends with this person because I want to trade with them. Or I, like, and I want to be able to sort the list. I want to be able to, like, why? <laughs> why is it just a list? Because, yeah, that's all I can think of. Yep. <clears throat> Mm. And here's another thing. Like, I can, it tells you what they just caught, what the last Pokemon they caught was. I want to be able to, like, send a congratulations. I see someone here. He just caught a, um, a, a raid boss, like a top-tier raid boss. And I want to be like, hey, good job. But there's no communication in the game. And, again, I only have their in-game name, so I don't even know who they are on Discord. So that's that's the little mini-review, I guess. Well, that's two things I've mini-reviewed today. <laughs> We're going to get to the random review, and I'm going to be like, eh, just go back and listen to the episode. Oh, so, yeah, no, do you want another topic on here that we don't actually have on the list? Sure. Uh, You can actually find out how much money you have actually physically spent on Steam. How? Well, now there's this uh, external funds used section of Steam. Where? Steampower.com slash en slash account data slash account. Just look up, just Google external funds used. Steam external funds used. Now, thanks to external funds used, you can say long-term... Mm-hmm. Valve has a new page of data. You can check out for your Steam account. Full purchase history. I have to log in. Thank you, Dashlane. Uh, but I have dual authentication on Steam. So, by the way, to log into PayPal now... Yeah. I have to log into Dashlane, yep. which is my, my password manager. Yep. So that's two-factor auth. So I have to have my phone... To get the the access code and my password, and it's a it's a big password because that's the important one. Yeah, that's PayPal. Well, that's that's Dashlane. That's all. Oh, of Dashlane it. is your password manager. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that would be a very good password to have, nice and hard to. Yeah. So break. it's 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 a very long password. Um. So then I get there, I log into PayPal, and then PayPal has two factor authentication. So then it texts me in I like a, a code, and then I have to enter that. Uh, okay. External funds used. Da-da-da-da? Oh. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. What's your number, Andy? <clears throat> My total spent on Steam. Yep. $596.08. Okay. I want to know what the difference is between PW spend and old spend. Uh, PW spend is, um, if I remember correctly, hold on, I was looking at this on the um, money you've spent buying games run uh, specifically by Perfect World Entertainment. So they, they do MMO stuff. Okay. Oh, I see. <clears throat> um, and then the the, the uh, old spend is money spent before they switched 
to uh, limited user account restrictions back in 2015. Yep. I, I, the date is somewhere. Where the hell is that date? Uh, April 17th, 2015. So old spend is every, every, all the money you spent before April 17th, 2015. And then total spend is your total spent. So you could do, you know, total spend minus old spend to get all the money you've spent since April 17th, 2015. $3,000. Oh! Three grand? Three grand. $2,900. Sorry, $2,907.35. Now the question is, is that more old spend or new spend? Uh, About 2,000 of it is old. Yeah, I have only spent $145 (laughs) in the last... Three years? Three years. I've spent $1,000 in the last three years. Keep in mind, that includes, like, Steam controllers, that includes a Steam link, that includes buying games for other people. Yes. $3,000. And I've been a Steam member since 2000-something. 13 years. Okay, so hang on. $2,907 divided by 13. Divided by 12. 20 bucks a month. I've spent $20 a month on Steam. Let's see. I have been... Where does it say your uh, years? Go to your profile. Okay. And you should have a years of service. Uh, don't see it. It's one of your badges. Oh. If you hover over it, it tells you when you joined. Hold on. Let me go to my 41 badges. Yeah, I've spent about 18 bucks a month. Which brings Remember me since, back. Yeah, September 1st, 2004. Mm-hmm. September 1st, 2004? Mm-hmm. Uh, 144, 156 plus 10, 166. So take your total spent, divide by 166. Okay, so that was five, when I say 560? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 144, you said? No, divide, uh-uh. not subtract. Divide by 166. $3.37. $156. I mean, it's still going to be about three bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so somewhere in the $3 range. Yep, which makes sense because you're about one-sixth of my costs. Yes. How? How have you, like, you? I know how you have more games than that. I have 381 games. I have general account details. Does it say? Yeah, yeah. if you go to your profile page, there should be one there also that has, like, 250 plus. <laughs> uh, your profile. It's a badge that literally says, like, you know, it shows 250 oh, yeah. plus for 396 me. games. So have you just been buying more quote-unquote AAA titles compared to me? Probably. Keep in mind, most of my money for gaming is spent through Steam. True. Uh, wow, I've, I've spent a lot of money. Um, wow. Sorry to, to drop that bomb on you. Yeah, no, wow, like $3,000. But, like, this goes back to what I had been mentioning earlier. Uh, we've We've talked about this a couple times, right? If Valve came and said... $10 a month, unlimited access to everything on Steam. That'd be a good deal for you, bad deal for me. Yeah, but you also said that you'd pay for it. I don't know if I actually would. <laughs> yeah? Now that you know how much you've spent? Yes. <laughs> you're like, well, but it wouldn't make sense for me. But, Andy, you're comparing it to what you have played. The cost of playing things has turned you off to certain things. If Steam came through and said, look, $10, you get unlimited access to everything on Steam, would you do that? If I had time to play. There you go. Time. Time is the most precious resource. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Have you played the Steam Summer Sale game, by the way? Nope. There's a Steam Summer Sale game. Yeah, it's a tower defense type game, and you know, the longer you play, the greater chance you have of winning free games of certain selections. Mm. No, but I just accidentally clicked on it, and then it made noise. <laughs> really loud noise. I might not pick anything up this time. <clears throat> I haven't actually looked. I haven't seen anything, really, that... Uh... The, the one game that I'm like, oh man, I might want to look at this, like, nope, it's only 10% off. I, I might just wait. Like... I have a lot of other games right now. Ash of Gods, a turn-based RPG. Damn you! I could pick up Sniper Elite Four for eighteen bucks, but yep, not not really feeling that one. Uh, uh, I'll add that to the wish list. Okay, yeah, that that looks kind of fun. How did I know that there was a Steam sale? By the way, 
I got an email from Seam. Saying that, like, literally everything on your wish list was on sale? Because that was basically mine. 15 things on your wish list are on sale. I'm like, what? I, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even have to, you know, get any alerts or anything. Steam let me know. Mm-hmm. Seems like your entire wish list is on sale. And I'm like, well, shit. Okay, then. I guess my entire wish list is on sale. Yeah. Right, so should we actually hit some of the topics actually on? Probably. I mean, we've, we've got a lot of them. Um, well, Bethesda is suing Warner Brothers. Yes! Oh my god, This I saw this. It is hilarious. Warner Brothers hires this company to make a, uh, a mobile game based on Westworld. Yep. Right? Yes. Ga- the company is like, alright, cool, here you go, here's our design. Warner Brothers is like, yeah, 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 go, go do it. And they do it. And then they publish it, and then Bethesda's like, this looks really familiar. Wait a minute, aren't you the company that built Fallout Shelter, our game? And the company's like, yeah. They're like, did you use our code? No. No, we're pretty sure you used our code. They're like, no, no, this, this isn't using any of that. They're like, no, you have literally the same bugs that what you had when you gave it to us. And like, ah, uh, we might have used some of the same code. That's yeah, that's the thing there. It's like, yeah, no, the same bug showed up. It's like, well, yeah. By the way, that is all speculation. I don't know who actually accused who or who did what. Like, yeah, Bethesda is saying that Warner Brothers production of this game stole uh, some stole, right? Reused. It's not it is theft in the sense that Bethesda owned the rights to that code. Yes. And but just so like you know, like, yeah, the, the Behavior stuff. Interactive, which is the company that created this, was yeah. the um, lead defendant on the case. And Warner Brothers Entertainment is just on there because, you know, they're the ones who, you know, published this. Yeah. That one's, ugh. <clears throat> I love that the first uh, comment on this article here was like, you know, does Bethesda own an entire genre? And it's like, well, wait a second. Did you even read the article before commenting? Because if you did, you would see this is more specific than owning the genre. Yep. I just, I can't believe, like, why would you, I know why you'd reuse the code. Because you're on a, a time crunch. You need to get something out. And they're waiting and they're waiting. They're being like, hey, where's the stuff? And you're like, we don't have it yet. And we're working on it. And they're like, no, get it done. And you're like, okay, shit. But really, guys, come on. Someone's going to notice. <clears throat> and someone did notice. And now Bethesda is suing. Mm-hmm. So they are suing for damages. Yeah, yes. And they are suing to remove the game from the Play Store. Yes. Which, if it is uh, similar to um, Fallout Shelter, the game is free, but I believe there are purchases in Fallout Shelter. Are there not in-game purchases? I don't know. I have not played this game. I actually ha- I haven't done anything with Westworld. Well, I, I meant in Fallout Shelter, oh. right? There's in-game purchases. I think so. So that means there will be in-game purchases in this one, too. Yep, in-app purchases, which means if it's removed from the App Store, sucks to be the people who, pro- like, who bought things. <laughs> I opened up Westworld on the Play Store. And I scrolled down. You might also like... Fallout Shelter? Fallout Shelter. First (laughs) thing listed. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) If you like this, you might like the game that it's based on. And to be clear, it's not just based on it. Like, it it is a copy of it. That's funny. Yep. Um, we haven't talked about E3. No. Because there was a lot of stuff at E3, and none of that's on our topics list. No, no, it's not. Um. (laughs) Because how much did I pay attention to E3? Really? Oh, I paid a a fair amount this year. Like, I actually, I watched Bethesda's uh, presentation. I have, um. Two weeks ago, we were joking that neither of us was going to pay any attention to it. But, like, I ended up looking and, and watching, and it was really very impressive i've got a i've got a list here of uh gameplay video of assassin's creed odyssey like i've added that to my hey i should probably uh watch this on youtube yep what's the one website there's a shoot i don't remember what it was there was a website that was like the roundup of all of e3 and it was all the gameplay videos 
shoot, what was it called? I remember we found it for like E3 2017 and 2016. We're like, oh my god, this is an amazing website. Crap, I don't remember the E3. Shit. All right, well... In any case, some really cool stuff happened at E3. Um, Bethesda's presentation started off really shitty, but by the end of it was friggin' amazing. Um, did you? So you didn't watch any of it? Nope, absolutely none of it. Okay, I would recommend watching Todd Howard's part of the presentation, which is like the the last third of the Bethesda presentation. Um, it is where he came out. So Todd Howard is the the essentially director of Bethesda. Uh, in fact, that's his title is director of Bethesda Game Studios. But he came out and he's like, OK, OK, I know what you're all here for. Like, we we know why you came here. Uh, it's to see what we're putting Skyrim on next. And then he turns around and they put up the video of the, like, Skyrim Very Special Edition. Oh, is this the one that's on the Amazon Alexa? Yes, which, by the way, is amazing. Have you have you tried that? No. So it was a joke, except it was a joke double over because they actually did it. Oh, jeez. Echo, play Skyrim. Welcome back to Skyrim Adventurer. You scroll through your journal menu for a refresher on your quest. Ah, Yes. You vow to aid an orc armorer by vanquishing the evil from a haunted cave that killed her apprentice. You are about to decide where to go. There are three paths forward, a foggy deadwood path, a spooky path, and a sturdy ladder. Which do you choose? Spooky path. You move deeper into the cave. You pass carefully over a creaking wooden footbridge. Echo. This is no... Stop. Okay, good. I was going to wonder how long you were going to keep going with that. (laughs) Just, Just a little bit. Just long enough to prove that, like, this is a real thing. So, yeah, um, like, so they, they put on the commercial for that and then he came out like, OK, no, but seriously, like you're here for Fallout 76 and here's the information about it. And he actually was he's very like upfront of like, here's the information we have. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we're working on. And then he did like two one more things at the very end. And the last one was the Elder Scrolls six game with zero information about it. All right. That's. So yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, I got distracted. There was a um, there's a guy up on the International Space Station right now. Who's okay. From uh, Detroit. Cool. And he tweeted a picture from the space station of supposedly Detroit, Chicago, and Toronto. Oh, neat. It was taking me a second to figure out. What's the uh, Twitter account? Uh, Astro Fustel. A S T R O underscore F E U S T E L. Got it. A J Fustel. Yep. I, I'm curious about a picture of that is the Mediterranean coast. Uh, it should be picture? from June 18th, actually. Uh, okay. Uh, good morning, Windsor, Toronto, Chicago, and Detroit. Yep. Uh, and you're just trying to place like where? Yeah, it took me a second to figure out where everything was until Chicago I realized is north was. Yeah. Chicago's in the bottom right of the picture. Detroit's that. Yeah, and then Toronto's probably way out there in the distance. Well, so that's Lake Michigan. Um. So it's going across the border. Okay. So what's that splotch right there? Is that Detroit? Yeah, that must. Okay, so that must be Lake Erie. Mm-hmm. So that's Detroit and Windsor kind of together. And then Toronto yeah. is top left. Yep. Okay. And so that is that then like New York City way at the top of the... That's what I'm guessing. That's the only thing I can think of. That's a pretty cool picture. We should probably add that as a topic so that people know what we're actually talking about at this point. <laughs> God, I I mean, if I didn't have software telling me where I was, there'd be no way that I would know where this was. Yeah, no, I I wouldn't be able to tell either. Right. Like just 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 looking at this as this as a like, here's a picture from space. I'd be like, fuck, is that like where (laughs) I have? Okay, no. so I see, okay, Chicago clue. to the left is Milwaukee, and then yep. we got these two other ones. Is one of those Green Bay? I mean, it, it would have to be, but that's, like, way up there. Well, if that's Chicago to Milwaukee, hang on, hang on, we can do this. We can do this with science, maps.google.com, hang on. Yeah, it's probably Appleton and Green Bay. I'm, I'm getting there. Give me a sec, satellite map. It's Appleton and Green Bay. They're in the same organization. The same organization. Well, the the angle of those two. All right, hang on, hang on. If we spin it to match and we look, okay. Uh, you, you can even see the water. Yep, that, that is Bay. Appleton and Green Bay because there you can see the start of Door County. Yep. Okay, 
Uh, so can you see Traverse City? No, Traverse is, City's under cloud cover right well, now. Well, it, it might be that little dot just to the left of the cloud cover. No, that's uh, no, closer that's to No, that's... Oh, you're talking about the one that's across from Green Bay? So go Green Bay, go straight up, and then a little to the left to, like, between the... the where up is and where the the lightning is essentially take the lightning and go right no that's all that's on the other side of the state oh, okay yep i see because there's the lake so yeah because you can see okay. exactly where uh muskegon is in grand rapids yep muskegon is that little uh muskegon grand rapids and holland are those three on the other side of the lake yeah okay i can adjust my view here to match this a little more so then you can see detroit and Toledo. Yep. And then you can, Lansing's you can under the see fog. Ann Arbor in that fog. Yeah. That's going to be Ann Arbor in the clouds right there. Yeah. And then, you know, just to the left of that is Lansing because Lansing, Detroit, and Grand Rapids are basically in a straight line. Yep. That's going to be Jackson coming down from Ann Arbor down to the right. And then there's Kalamazoo coming down to the right. And then what's that going to be? What's west of Kalamazoo? Is that. Are you talking down by like the Chicago west level? By St. Joseph. No, I'm still on the Michigan side, but under the clouds. That's probably St. Joe. I feel like Ann Arbor is probably closer to Detroit because I'm looking at the so the big blob in the center there. That's got to be Lansing. To the south of that, Lansing straight down is Jackson. Right. And so Ann Arbor is the one that's right on the edge of Detroit. Yes. In the clouds. So south of going west, so yep. down from Jackson, that's probably Battle Creek and Kalamazoo. Those two together yep. are the two right there. Okay. You're, so Battle Creek. And, yeah. Okay. I see it. So St. Joe doesn't really have anything. Uh, South Bend, you can see under the clouds. Yeah. And then Chicago land. Yep. Uh, coming up to Chicago through Kenosha, through Racine, into Milwaukee. Yeah. So here, for reference, I'll send this to you, is roughly the same image. In what? Google Earth? Yeah. Where did well, Andy go? Here. So when I said solving this with science, what I what I meant was going to Google Earth and trying to match like the location of the the map. Ah, okay. Oh, Madison's on there. It's this little little thing at the bottom, that little glow right at the very bottom. That's me. Hi, Dave. I'm in the glow. Yay. Which means the ISS was passing almost directly overhead. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to see it, though, as you can tell. Kalamazoo really? is a little, little bit under cloud cover. I love that the entire state of Michigan, both North and South Peninsula, is just under clouds. Mm-hmm. Everything else is fine. Well, I guess Detroit's open. but We had, we had, we had a lot of rain recently. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm well aware, because we had it first. <laughs> Wisconsin, we had it first. Yeah. That's how some people think about the Northern Peninsula. Wisconsin, yeah. we had it first. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, no, makes sense. Yeah, people here are actually, anyone here who knows that Wisconsin used to have the Upper Peninsula of Michigan is like upset at Michigan for taking it. It's not our fault. It, except it is. Well, we didn't we didn't request that, did we? Or did we actually request that when we got when uh, we lost Toledo? Uh, Congress offered it as compensation. Uh, OK, they're like, look, stop this. It's stupid. Give give uh, Ohio Toledo. And we will give you the territory of Wisconsin that is defined by this. And it was the essentially the Upper Peninsula. And Michigan's like, fine, we're trying to be a state anyway, so we may as well do this because otherwise we won't get statehood. And Congress is like, there, much better. Which is kind of unfortunate because not only did we lose Toledo, but we lost like South Bend and we lost essentially part of Chicago. Like, we lost a lot of territory there. Michigan was originally supposed to extend from the southern tip of Lake Michigan east. But we also gained the entire Upper Peninsula and the almost literal gold mine that it is, which is to say the copper and iron and coal mines. Yes. But cool, right? Like, I'm super happy that I managed to match the picture. Yeah, no, that's kind of neat. And I'm glad that, you know, do I get props, though, for being able to to, to see this just by looking at it going, okay, so that's that and that's that. I mean, I I was able to identify Chicago. And from there, you can start figuring. From there, you can just branch out. Yeah. But that is that is a hell of a geography quiz. Be like, all right, here you go. Where is this? Well, that's like the uh, that game. Remember, did you ever play that where like GeoGuessr. it drops you on Google Earth? Yeah, it's called GeoGuessr. We play it all the time at work. Okay. We play it with our trainees. So like we'll come back from break and we want to do something to bring everyone back and to, to re-engage them in the class. And so we'll be like, all right, this is a game. It's called GeoGuessr. 
uh, you are somewhere on Earth. Where are you? One time I played it and someone said, uh, that is in this state, in this city, at this address. And I'm like, how the heck did you just like, I passed that on my way to work. <laughs> Every day I passed that on the way to work. I'm like, okay, well, there we go. We got 4,999 out of 5,000 points. Right. Um, we should probably hit the randoms. Oh, God. We haven't even hit, like, most of our topics. No, no, we haven't, and we're out of time. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, okay. Random review? Yes. I, I'm tempted to just say, like, go listen to the first half of the podcast. I reviewed two things already. But I suppose I can do a real random review. Oh, man. So what, I'm, I'm sorry. Hang on. Pride? Hang on. I'm, I'm looking at google earth and i zoomed out so that like it's got the sun and it's got the like live map of the clouds and all the cities we live on a really beautiful world just just gotta put that out there sorry oh that's so cool it even like makes the stars more prominent when you cover the sun with the earth son of a bitch google is really good okay I'm reviewing like a piece of software that nobody really uses all that much, except that like it's really impressive. I'm reviewing a game. okay, called Neptune's Pride from Iron Helmet Games. And it is a essentially a, a risk like game. You have territory, which in this case are planets. And you have armies, and all armies are sort of equal, kind of. We'll, we'll get into that. And you, you build armies, they build on the planets, and then you ferry them around and you attack other planets. And it's, it's uh, an online turn-based board game. Now, you can play it turn-based where you say, like, all right, uh, every, every turn is the equivalent of 12 hours of time. And you can even set limits of, like, if you don't take your turn within 24 hours, you lose that turn. 12 oh. hours will progress. It's like you're committing to play at, at however often that's set. You can also play the game in effectively real time, but that is going to take a very long game because real time, like it takes hours for a ship to go from one planet to another. And it may involve like setting your alarm for 3.30 in the morning because that's when your ships get into the next planet. So either style of play, right? What I refer to as the college lifestyle where you could wake up at any time during the day and just jump in and take the actions you need to take. Versus the more structured, let's actually just take, you know, a, a couple, like, we'll, we'll let the game progress for 12 hours, set up everything you want to set up, and then go and do something else. And when everyone says, I'm done, it progresses those 12 hours. So you don't need to wait the 24 hours to move the 12. If everyone's there and, like, is doing stuff, you can keep progressing in blocks of 12 hours and that's configurable. So that's really cool. Um, but that's the basic premise of the game. That's the basic concept of it is it's it's risk right you you go you collect territory the more territory you have the more things you can produce the more things you can produce the more territory you can grab right Mm -hmm. so here's where it's different than risk there's no randomization when you start combat you know who's going to win because ships are are all equal but your weapon is uh, it, it is defined by your technology levels so there are technologies that you research as the game progresses you spend some of your resources devoted towards science. And so you can increase, let me go take a look and, and make sure I get the list right, your scanning, because you actually don't see most of the map. Um, you, you see a certain region around each of your worlds, and that is increased when you increase your scanning technology. Hyperspace range, when you move from one world to the next, they are not directly connected. You can move up to a certain distance. And so you can increase the distance that your ships can move. Uh, You can research terraforming, which uh, increases the quality of the planet. The higher the quality it is, the cheaper it is to purchase things for upgrading uh, science or upgrading your production or upgrading your income. Uh, You can research experimentation, which gives you random bonuses every day to science. So you just poof, get like another day of research somewhere. You can increase your weapons, making your ships more effective in combat. You can increase banking and manufacturing to get more money or get more ships faster. So that's one aspect of this, right? There's technology. There's also the planets, your territories. You build them and you 
increase them. So you make them better over time. So uh, my home world has six economy, five industry, and one science. You can also build warp gates so that ships move faster between the two planets. And your ships don't move by themselves. You have to purchase carriers to move all the ships. And so it's actually the carriers that fight, and the number of ships that the carrier is carrying determines the fleet's strength. But carriers cost money, and so you can't just move ships between any worlds. Your carriers have to ferry them around. So there's a lot of strategy in it. There's a lot of planning in it, um, especially with the, the whole, like, it takes time to travel from one world to another. And if a ship is already en route uh, between two worlds, you can't redirect it. You can't like, oh, no, I don't want you to go to that world anymore. Go to this one instead, because it's in the middle of like a, a light speed travel. It doesn't find out new orders until it lands. You can give it new orders, but it has to go from that next planet. It's not going to go somewhere else. That seems, uh, why, why can't you just redirect it? It's because it's, it's traveling faster than light. How are you going to contact it? There's no communication in the FTL realm. Gotcha. The planets, gotcha, gotcha. The planets have instant communication between each other. So I don't know. You can't redirect your ships once they're traveling. You can issue you them new orders to them to say, Hey, don't do this. Yeah. You can, you can issue them new orders, but you can't turn them around or something. At least I don't think you can. That'd be weird. Pretty sure you can't. It's really fun. It is entirely free, but they do have a paid um, membership, a, a premium membership. And premium membership gives you, um, so you can purchase it by month if you just want to see, like, I want to play this game once and see what it's like as a premium member. Or you can purchase it for a year, or you can just purchase a lifetime premium membership. One of the things that they include in the lifetime premium membership they said if they ever shut down the game, they will open the source code to premium members. Hmm. So it's a really great game. I, I really enjoy it. Um, it does send email updates as the game progresses. So like as things happen, you can get notifications about it. Uh, for us, it's every turn. And at the end of the turn, it just sends a little digest. It's like, here's the current statistics. The winner is the first person to have 50% plus one star. It's a really good game. What is the uh, price for the game? Yeah, I said it is free. But so the no microtransactions, no nothing. Nope, totally free. The premium membership is how they make their money. So like you can purchase those the the one month, three month, twelve month lifetime. Uh, the other thing, premium membership get, lets you like it's not even game breaking stuff. Premium membership uh, lets you create custom games with custom rule sets. Otherwise, you're stuck with like the standard rule set. And premium memberships allow you to change the name of stars. Okay. That's that's basically it. Like, there's not a lot of premium membership stuff that you get. All right. But it's really cool. Um, there's diplomacy available, so like you can trade with people and and send them technologies and help them out. Um, I, I I like this game a lot. I played it once before a couple years ago, and that's when I purchased the premium membership. I'm like, wow, this is really good. I'm going to purchase a membership. And then I didn't play it for like three or four years. <laughs> but I'm getting back into it. Uh, it. It's awesome. Like, I'm really happy with it. Yeah, I played the last one I played was back in uh, March of 2015. And then at the end of that game, I purchased a premium membership. And then I didn't play again until now. Well, there you go. Mm hmm. I'm probably going to try and get another game started. Are you interested in that? Uh, can I play it on my phone? Yes. Yes, you can. I'm just, oh, come on, stupid Steam Guard, get off of there. Because I actually tried downloading an app today, and it was like, the first time ever, it was like, this is not compatible with your phone, and I'm like, what? Yeah, you should be able to, because it's, it's just play through the web. Okay, I'll have to put that on the list. Going on the list! Alright, I'm gonna include you in, in sending this out. Alright, so, random topic. We're gonna yeah. get this done with. Random topic, rolled ahead of time. How would you relate to your child if they turned out to be a complete jock? Um, 
I mean, I'd go to their games. I'd work with them to develop skills. I'd help them out wherever they needed it. I I don't feel like being a jock would alienate me from my kid. Yeah, I, you know, I'm sitting there thinking like, you know, both Kate and I, you know, were varsity letter in sports in high school. So that's not really going to be, you know, too hard. I, you know, um, I currently, you know, I technically supposed to be running still mm-hmm. <laughs> technically. technically because you know i haven't yet this year mm-hmm. um, uh, know, wait still... this year yeah we were six months into the year mm-hmm. all I right know, and the half marathon's uh, less than four months away are are you already registered for it yes you should probably get started yes yes i should um uh, i still do curling all the time so you know mm-hmm. that's also still yeah i i can easily relate to them you know i i pay attention to baseball mm-hmm. just some football so it's not like you know a uh, not like a you know i've got i can't you know completely um x out everything so i i can easily talk sports handle sports do sports that's, that's not a problem yeah i mean it, it, it's a thing right kate says he uh he has to do his homework first though so <laughs> can't neglect the academics no <laughs> It says uh, the NCAA say at one point is most of our ath- student athletes uh, major in life in something other than sports or something like that. Yeah, but that's that's the NCAA in general. It is very different if you look at NCAA for like football. Yeah, and very different if you only look at Division One schools. I was I was at the UW Madison game for like senior day, and. <laughs> It was, it was pretty bad, because, like, 90% of the seniors had the same degree, and it was this, like, absolute bullshit life skills and something-something degree. And you're like, that is, they majored in playing football. Mm-hmm. That's what they majored in. So, anyway, I think we're all set. Yeah, no, it's like, you know, how you know, I'm going to relate probably perfectly fine. Yeah, I, I have no issue with that. Cool. Now, if they start like, no, no, I'm not even gonna go now. If they that they they we would be yep yeah. All right, all right. That's it. You're gonna go somewhere, and then you just decided. Nope, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at ra podcast. Or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.